0: got sent the
1: strongest soldiers, so it's never over Even if you need someone to hold you to keep your composure Even on the days you're moving slower and can't seem to focus You were meant for greatness and you know it, you just gotta show it Know you crushed life a couple times, but it's okay you growing Know you gotta read between the lines, but it's okay you on it Know you got some people in your life that's gonna make you want it Know you got some people by your side when you look into their eyes All you ever do is smile cause they make you worth it Already know this life ain't perfect, but you gotta work it.
2: Welcome kings and queens to One Sick Bee Podcast. I am your host, certified One Sick bee, aka Brandy. Here at One Sick bee, we don't cry, we thrive, we don't whine, we whine. The definition of One Sick Bee is a strong individual that fights through or faces unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at you, but you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. Today, I am blessed to have a guest named Latoya from ms candle company. Okay, so she's making them fresh scent candles that everybody likes to burn put in their office. She is also a one sick bee with MS. She was diagnosed in 2018. She is a beautiful marvelous. She has a great soul. uh, Just outside of uh, connecting on this podcast. She has a great heart. So I would like to welcome my guest. Hello, Latoya. How are you today?
0: Hey, Brandy. Hey, One B. Thank you so much for this um, opportunity just to speak to you and your audience today. I really appreciate it. And I'm doing well. I'm blessed. I'm feeling well. Any day I can get up and I feel good in my spirit. I feel good in my body is a blessing. So.
2: Yes. Amen. I I did all that. Uh, Let's get into it. How have you been during COVID season? Everybody has different effects. Um. I like staying in the house, so I wasn't too bothered by it in that per se- in that area, except the fact that I went, I did want to get out, I couldn't get out, but, and it brought, also, it brought more of one sick beat to the table. How are you during COVID? I asked you a question and answered it, but.
0: <laughs> no, it's good. Um, I have to agree with you. Um, I'm an introvert myself. I'm a homebody. I love to be in the house. Um. So for me, it, it was like, finally, we, we get to be you know locked down in, in the house, and, and I don't have to be telling people, oh, I don't want to go out, and I don't want to go to dinner, I don't want to come over, like now, I, I literally can't. Um, and for me, 2020, when it first happened, it went extremely fast, but for me, I, I spent a lot of time thinking and, and kind of just processing everything that we were going through, um, and then for me with my MS, I was like, dang, I was supposed to get all this stuff done. my um, scans, I was supposed to start a new medication mm. and that didn't happen in 2020 for me because I was like, I ain't coming out. So it was a good excuse for me to stay in the house for sure.
2: Yeah, I understand. Well, let's dig into it. Latoya has multiple sclerosis. Can you t- please tell us when you got diagnosed Uh, what were you going, what was going on when you got diagnosed and if you prior to your diagnosis felt symptoms at any point?
0: Okay. Yeah. So I was officially diagnosed with, um, relapse, remitting multiple sclerosis in November of 2018. Um, the year of 2018 for me was a year full of symptoms. I mean, I went to the doctor. They told me it was a sciatic nerve issue in my back. They told me it was an issue with my knee. I heard every issue in the book. Um, But it was a stressful year for me as far as work. Um, I was ending a program that I was in. And they sent me down to Atlanta to to do some work down there. And that was even more stressful for me. And I'll just make that long story short. towards the end of it I literally had like a week left in Atlanta um, because you know I live in Baltimore I woke up and I couldn't feel the left side of my face and I'm so used to suppressing my pain that when I wake up and I'm in pain I go back to sleep like if I'm in pain I just lay down and I go to sleep that's just just what I do so I went to sleep I said a little prayer and I went to sleep (laughs) woke up I still couldn't feel the left side of my face. I mean, it was pins and needles. It was like shocking. I just was like, what's going on? So I went to the hospital and the ER and the doctor there, the physician there, he 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 came in a room and said to me, oh, you're having issues with your autoimmune disease. And I'm like, I don't got no autoimmune disease. And he was like, you sure you don't have MS? And I was like, no. <laughs> like
2: I think I would know.
0: I was looking at him like, sir, get out of here. So he was like, well, it sounds autoimmune related. He said, I'm not going to CT scan you. I'm not going to give you an x-ray. We just want to go right to the MRI. He said, the MRI is going to show me what I need to see um, for what's going on with you. And I ended up waiting. It was like a full moon. That ER, I was in in the ER for like 20 hours, (laughs) just waiting to find out what was going on. And I was down there by myself. Um, I didn't have any family support. My son, my boyfriend, my parents, nobody was there. So I was really um, anxious and nervous, but he came, he came back and he said, you know, I can't officially diagnose you, but I can tell you that you have three lesions on your brain, which um, indicates to us multiple sclerosis. So he told me to go home and um, just, follow up with a neurologist and, and get everything in place. I went home. It took about three more months, but MS ended up being the culprit yeah. of everything that I went through that year.
2: That's amazing that um, they didn't uh, refer you to a neurologist to get you in sooner than three months. So, so you're saying that you I had
0: I had to come back to Baltimore. So when I came back to Baltimore... Okay because I didn't live in Atlanta, I was just dead temporarily. Okay, he right, advised right, okay. me to find a neurologist. Okay, right, where you right at at
2: home, correct. So I okay. did, I
0: think I came back August 30th. Crazy, I remember the dates now, and I don't remember no dates for nothing, but I remember all the dates for what I went through. Around the end of September, I had, I actually had a flare-up mid-September, a bad vertigo flare-up. And I, that's what really pushed me to... Um, find a neurologist and I found well she wasn't a neurologist she was a a ALS specialist Mm. and she walked me through all the testing um she did this one test and she was like if this test um and I can't remember what it was I think it, it was a combination of my blood and my MRIs but that determined that she didn't need to lumbar puncture me And she just came in and diagnosed me. And when she diagnosed me, she gave me to the MS specialist there And that same day. I mean, everything happened so fast for me that day, but I didn't want to believe it. I'll tell you that.
2: What was, um, after your diagnosis, what was your uh, family support? Uh, How did that feel? Your friends and family, and you said that you had a son. I would like to shout out to all the teen mothers who have made it, which would be me and LaToya. We both had our babies at 17. They are grown and thriving. So how was your family support then?
0: Absolutely. Um that that's so crazy. It, it was so my circle is really small um, anyway. My parents didn't know what to make out of it. I could tell, like my my dad is literally like the strongest one in my family. And he just was like, whatever you need, whatever we got to do, we'll do it. But I could tell that he didn't understand it. Right. And my mom didn't understand it. So I, I think, especially because I'm trying to wrap my head around understanding it, it's really hard to explain it to other people. So yeah. it, it kind of made me, literally deal with it in my own house, which is my son and my boyfriend. So as I'm educating and researching, they're doing the same thing. We're right. we talking to the doctors. I will say um, during that time, I didn't want to get into any support groups. I know um, Shared Solution had, had this lady calling me. Um, she was one of the patient advocates. She would call me and talk to me. And at that time and at the end of 2018 it didn't make me feel any better I just was really in a dark hole I was like in a sunken place you know how Kanye yeah. said he was, I was in that sunken place and I just couldn't yeah. get out because it was something that I was in denial about I didn't want it I didn't ask for it and I didn't know what to do with it so well now
2: I- well now that you have been diagnosed uh what advice would you give to somebody who's newly diagnosed? Because you have had um, multiple sclerosis in 2018, so you're fairly new being diagnosed. So what advice would you give to somebody who's newer diagnosed? I've been diagnosed for 20, I've had MS for 20 years. So sometimes I think I forget what type of advice I would give to somebody newly diagnosed because I was a kid, so...
0: Yeah, so I would first um, tell people that it's not a death sentence. So for me, because you know, MS didn't run in my family, I knew very little about it. And I think when when you get diagnosed with some kind of disease or illness, you just immediately think it's a death sentence. So first I would let people know that it's not a death sentence, right? It's not not something in itself that will, will kill you. Whereas if you have additional issues, it can make it worse. We know that. (laughs) But um, MS itself will not um, and and frankly should not kill you. The the next thing I tell people is to breathe more and overthink less. Because when that diagnosis hits, your mind is in overdrive trying to figure out what is this, what to do. I mean, literally that day I was diagnosed. He had like seven, seven disease modifying therapy booklets, this is this, this is that just I mean it was it was great. It's great that my neurologist is into new medicine, but it was overwhelming. So don't overthink it. Just breathe, just take it a day at a time. and and if you're in that situation that I, I was in, just, just tell whoever it is, you know, slow down for me. I should have told him to slow down for me, um, but I didn't. And you know what I did? I ghosted him. <laughs> he gave me all of that stuff and was like, I'll see you in two weeks. And he didn't see me for like four months.
2: You're not the first person that I've interviewed that has said that they <laughs> went missing from the doctor. Afterwards, I had did an interview and I love Dr. Blyde. And she said, Oh, she was like, Oh, I just was like, No, I don't. And ignored them for four months until and went through a severity of pain. And then she was like, Okay, I got to go back to the doctor. She went totally somewhere else to, yep. to get diagnosed. And she was like, Okay, they don't know anything about me. And they diagnosed me with, systemat, with systemic lupus. Mm-hmm. So I that's interesting that you said that you went missing.
1: I, uh, I love the them. advice
2: that you said. Um, what has this battle taught you about yourself
0: wow. that maybe
2: you didn't know?
0: So I, I will say, people used to always tell me that I was strong, and I could never really see it or feel it. Especially uh, for me, I was always working. I, I, I my first job, I worked at a, a florist, and I had lied on the application and said I was. 15 and I was 14. And I told my dad I got the job. Like I went out to the car, I told my dad I got the job. And he was like, How you're not old enough? And he went in there and told him, like, you know, she she's only 14 years old. And you know, the manager went mad. He he commended me for my work ethic. So I've always been, you know, congratulated for that. But then at 17, I had my son. I didn't tell anybody that he was coming, no, no prenatal care, nothing. And Christmas Eve, I'm in labor. And I get to the hospital like 30 minutes. I done had a whole baby and everybody's like, what?
1: What's going on?
0: So so my strength has always been something I've been commended on, but I've never really myself noticed how strong of a person I am until I've been diagnosed with MS. And it was like, okay, wow, this, this isn't something I can... At first, I felt like it was it wasn't something I could fight through because I I just was I felt so weak. And after I I say about six or seven months, I got out of that deep depression. Um and I woke up and I was like, I'm gonna fight this, I'm gonna be strong and I'm gonna fight this.
2: What tools would you say you use to help yourself? get out of depression every some people they can snap out of it some people exercise some people go to counseling uh to see a therapist what tools did you use that maybe somebody else could use
0: so i actually didn't know that i was even depressed until i saw something on tv um and it had said like you know if you're depressed you might you know you might not notice it and Other people can notice it based off of how you leave your house, and I noticed when I was going through that whole, (laughs) that whole MS diagnosis, my house was a mess. I didn't want to open the blinds. I didn't want to get up and clean. I didn't even care how I looked. I had cut all my hair off. I literally went in the bathroom, just chopped all my hair off. I didn't care. I just, and it took me... I don't know. One day I I started feeling better and I was like, wow, I was really in a deep state of depression. And when I kind of shook myself out of that, I started researching and reading all kinds of books. The Walls Protocol was one of them. And my neurologist would say, you know, "I, I recommend you change your diet. When I was depressed, I think I gained like 45 pounds. I was like 315 pounds. I went from like 260 to 315 from the diagnosis because again, I didn't want to do nothing. I didn't, I didn't want nobody to bother me. I didn't want to go nowhere. I just would kind of eat my sorrows away. And when I noticed how big I had gotten and how bad I felt because of how big I had gotten, I started working out and I changed my diet and I've changed my diet maybe twice since I've initially changed it. But the first thing was just you know eating a little better instead of eating fast food maybe i'll eat something in the house instead of eating cake maybe i'll eat some fruit and it went from just that small change to actually following a diet so uh little to no dairy little to no carbs no sugar no process and that was hard because i was like when my doctor told me i was like what you want me to eat air like ice, like I got to eat something. I'm not used to this. So just overall, just diet and some kind of physical activity. Cause I started walking every day. That's what got me out of the house. I wasn't like walking to lose weight. I was just walking to get out the house. Cause when I woke up and saw how that house looked, I was like, I gotta get out of here. I didn't want to clean it, but I was like, I gotta get out of here. And I would take walks every day. So just my diet my walks and after I, I stopped ghosting my doctor i started taking um copaxone and i hated it but as i started losing weight and feeling better i noticed i didn't have flare-ups and i had to unghost my doctor because i was in a flare-up I, I woke up and i couldn't feel my legs and i was like man what do i do now i gotta call my doctor who's been blowing my phone up and look i will only listen to the voicemails because i'm like I know he calling to tell me that I don't got MS. They got it wrong. Right. Like, you know, we're calling to check on you. Da, 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 da. Right. Like, hey, I ain't calling him back. Hey, but, I ain't
2: changed yet. I <laughs> haven't changed
0: yet. But I went through a too, so.
2: I want to uh, congratulate you on becoming an MS activist um, and working with the MS Society. Um, and especially being newly diagnosed, she has jumped all the way in with working with the MS society, Um, she creates candles. And I wanna get into how MS scent was created, but I wanna start with what does candle, making candles do for your soul?
0: So for me, candle making, especially since I've been diagnosed with MS, it's been a, a way that I cope. Um, when I'm, when I'm really feeling good, some days I just want to turn my music on and make candles. And when be, I love candles, but I would like make all these scents that I like. And I noticed like when I was, after I was diagnosed, I started messing around with different scents, aromatherapy scents. And I noticed how they would change my mood. Not only would they change my mood, but this this scent that I had that I blended, it opens up my sinuses. It just makes me feel really good. So I was just working on different things and I was like, man, well, I was." let me go back. 2020, I told myself that I wasn't going to allow myself to shy away from having MS and I was going to bring awareness to it. Now, I didn't know how I was going to do that, but candle making- Came back to me, and when I started making my candles, and I saw how my aromatherapy sense helped me, I was like, I can make these help others while bringing awareness to MS. Mm.
2: So let's talk about how MS Sense was born. What about MS Sense, or should not say what? I excuse me. Let me change my words. Apologize my articulation. How was MSN created? You have said that, but tell us the background story. Tell us how you're thriving in MSN, what MSN is doing for the MS community, as well as doing for your personal involvement and growth. And also include uh, where people can find you at.
0: Okay. So in 2016, I, I started I bought my first candle kit and I would make candles for myself because I love candles. I love fragrances. that's always been something and and I made my first candle and I, I gave one to my mom and she was like, "hmm, I don't know, I can't even smell this girl like don't quit your day job. <laughs> you, know, I, you, you know you you know you get bummed off of it. So I got bummed off of it a little bit and every now and then I would make a candle. It was really this pandemic because I'm in the house. I started back up my candle making. And as I would make these candles, now I'm giving them to different people. Now I'm giving them to my mom. She's like, oh, this smells good. Oh, this smells good. I need a bigger one. I need to buy this from you. I'm like, oh, let me combine what I want to do, how I want to advocate for MS with what I love doing, making candles. And um." The biggest thing for me was how can I give back? Um, Because I would go to my infusion center and I would meet people there and they would talk about how their health insurance is not paying for everything, how they didn't come out the house because they didn't have a wheelchair or their their walk-in aid and the health insurance is not covering it. And financially, um, you know, they didn't have what they needed to cover it. And in the beginning... I was told that the um, MS Foundation, they had grants, and I didn't know anything about their grants. But while I was doing uh, my business plan, I knew I wanted my business to give back full time. It wasn't like a a sometimes thing. I wanted it to be full time, 365 days. And I saw that they're, they're constantly accepting donations. And you can donate to different grant programs. Um, So I built that into my business plan. I reached out to their philanthropy department. And they was like, absolutely, absolutely. Whatever we can do to assist you, um, let us know. But we really just appreciate you and your business wanting to give. Um, So there is actually a link from um, MS Focus website to my website for, um, those that want to buy, but I also have my own website and it's www.mssensecandleco.com. I'm also on Instagram, um, MS Sense Candle Co. My personal, um, Instagram is ms, uh, some, a lot of people say Ms. Toya and that's where I, I give my day-to-day personal journey with, MS. Um, I try not to do a lot of that on my business page, but I, I started my following by just talking to people on Instagram. I met so many people on Instagram that's like, oh, you're an inspiration. You're so strong. And I'm like, I don't know how, like how, what am I doing? And I I don't care what time it is. Like if I wake up and somebody messaged me, I message them back and my mom's like, you talking about who are all these people you talking to or you messaging? It's people I meet online. And sometimes they just need encouragement. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they just need motivation. So if mm-hmm. I got some strength that I could pass along to them, I feel like I've been fulfilled by doing that. Mm-hmm.
2: I told you, you has a good heart, a good soul. <laughs> people who get fueled off of helping other people. Uh, I I salute you for that. Uh, That's the reason why I created One Sick Bee Podcast because I wanted us to be heard. I want us to be seen. I wanted to invoke and embody conversation between kings and queens thriving with multiple sclerosis and to salute queens like you that have multiple sclerosis that are out here winning and out here advocating and out here being business owner That is why I wanted to salute this queen. Uh, This is my favorite part of the podcast um, where I get to certify you as one sig bee. Is there anything else that you can give to the viewers or anything else you want to tell to the listeners? I'm sorry, uh, viewers for those on YouTube uh, about you or anything that I left out that might inspire somebody?
0: one one thing i want to say and i always say people say it to people and I, sometimes they laugh but it's it's real it's true to me being diagnosed with ms has been my biggest blessing in disguise it's it's a blessing in an ugly ugly disguise mm. right because having ms woke me up to taking my health serious and you know as a black woman we have a lot of health issues and they run deep in our family, whether it's breast cancer or or lupus or regardless of what it is, get checked out, go and do your routine appointments, Um, whether it's dental, whether it's vision. I didn't even realize that MS until I got MS that it impacted my vision. And that year I had so many vision problems. I went to the, doctor, the eye doctor three times and didn't know like, oh, I kept thinking I needed new glasses cause my vision was blurry. So with that, I say, take your health serious. You don't have to go see the doctor every two months but at least every year go and get checked out go and get your blood work done. Go and see your gynecologist. If you're at the age where you need mammograms or, or colon tests, do it, do it. You don't wanna be at the tail end of having an issue or a disease. And now you're working backwards to get out of it.
2: I love those words of encouragement, the words of advice. So Latoya, you are a mother you are a queen, you are an artist, you have created MS sense, but not just for you, but for you to show the world that you can be everything you want to be battling MS and how to do it and to give them these beautiful scents that they can smell an aroma to help them relax, whether they're in the tub, whether they're in their office and that it is made by a black female business owner Thriving with multiple scrolls, if that was a teen mother, all odds are against her. LaToya, you are one strong individual that fights through unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at you without warning, but you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. I want sick be LaToya, certify you one sick be my queen.
0: Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank you. And to all the kings and queens listening, until next time on One Sick Bee Podcast.
1: You Life a couple times, but it's okay you run. Know you gotta read between the lines, but it's okay you own it. Know you got some people in your life that's gonna make you want it. Know you got some people by your side when you look into their eyes. All you ever do is smile, cause they make you worth it. I already know this life ain't perfect, but you gotta work it. You gotta adapt it to the pain and you got used to hurting. And you're the one that's needed help. You used to offer service. You're not alone, not by yourself. Now don't forget that. You're always fighting, always fighting for the get back. And you always trying, always grinding, and I'm with that. You're such a fighter and you Strength is where your gifts at. You know every day's a fight, but every day you gettin up to perform. When you think it's nothing left, you gotta know you got more. Let's not forget the God sent the strongest soldiers to war. Yeah, like, God sent the strongest soldiers to you war. You know every day's a fight, but every day you gettin up to perform. And when you think it's nothing left, you gotta know you got more. Let's not forget the God send the strongest soldiers to war. Yeah, like, God sent the strongest soldiers to war.